0: All right. So we are joined here today by Dr. Natalie Phillips and Dr. Angela Alexander. So Natalie, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do?
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for having both of us on. It's so exciting to be here and um, to talk about one of our favorite things, I'm sure, lately. But I am an audiologist out in Fort Collins, Colorado at Advanced Otolaryngology and Audiology. So most of you have maybe seen one of our shows, All Things Odd, you know, where we just try to get education and awareness out there. Um, You know, I am passionate about inspiring individuals and businesses to also make authentic connections online and in person. So the connection piece definitely came as an audiologist, right? And so, you know, with all of us being in the hearing community, we're not just getting people to hear better, but we're getting them to listen and then connect. So I am huge on connections, and I love helping people make better connections online and in person. And I help people connect to a bigger audience on social media at events. And I highlight them doing good in the world with my podcast. So you know, it's it's been exciting because not only am I all about connection, but I'm all about taking action. So uh, with my new book that's released, um, it's definitely trying to get people to get off their bottoms and get out there, do what they say they're going to do, take action and reach their greatest goals and dreams. So I'm all about connection and action.
0: I love that. That's great. Angela.
2: Awesome. I've got to say, Natalie, you walk the walk and talk the talk. I am so proud of you. Um, I am Angela Laux-Alexander. I'm originally from Kansas, but I currently live in Sunshine Coast, Australia, Um, I'm an impact social um, startup entrepreneur. Um, So that means that I have two businesses that benefit people, planet, and profit. Um, My online businesses are Auditory Processing Institute, where I teach online master classes for audiologists and speech language pathologists to both evaluate and treat auditory processing disorder and then apdsupport.com, which is a series of online ear workouts um, for adults to increase their auditory skills.
0: I love that. Well, very cool. Thank you too very much for joining me. Um, You know, you're both like highly impressive with the way that I think you've leveraged the internet and all of the different facets of it, you know, social media. And um, that's going to be the gist of the conversation today is to talk about a new app that is sort of taking the world by storm right now, which is Clubhouse. Um, This is, I think, a really interesting app for Uh, us in particular in this industry, as it is very audio oriented, it's an audio first social app. So the first thing that comes to my mind is all of the patients with their hearing aids, you know, that's more or less a portal into this app. And so these two, um, I've been connected to Natalie for a while. And I've recently gotten connected to Angela um, through, you know, just some of these different Facebook groups that, you know, where we share some of the different podcasts that we're creating and um, listening to. So shout out to Abram Bailey for putting that one together. But this has been a topic of discussion that's come up more and more lately is like, hey, are you on Clubhouse? And more and more people are joining it. And I think that it's kind of an eye-opening experience where you see that, you know, this is a really interesting forum in a number of different ways. And so I wanted to bring these two on today as they're both on Clubhouse, they've been using it for a while. I think they have a really good finger on the pulse of what this type of tool represents and how we as an industry can be thinking of it. So let's kick things off. By talking about how professionals can use them, how professionals can use Clubhouse for themselves, right, from a professional standpoint, Um, Natalie, let's start with you, because I know that you do a lot of personal brand building, and I think that you use it in a really interesting way where you can use a lot of, you know, what you're passionate about to help to build bridges and be an expert in all the things that you are, but use your expertise and kind of become a liaison into some of these different groups and personal brand yourself in those groups. So let's just start there.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. You know, my outlook is always trying to learn as much as I can and getting myself out there. And it doesn't matter if it's in audiology. It doesn't matter if it's another industry. You know, I always use the automotive industry as one of my biggest um, breakout moments, I think, because, you know, attending an automotive conference and I was asked to attend, it showed me so much about sales and connections and video use and things that we weren't using in audiology. And so from just putting myself out there and not feeling really comfortable in attending, but doing it anyway, it made me learn so much outside of our industry in order to bring it back into our industry and use it. And so when I first heard about Clubhouse, it was the same thing. Not a lot of audiologists were on there. I think I put it out there to ask if anybody was on there just curious. Yeah, because I was curious to see who was out there. But at the same time, like we weren't out there yet and we're still kind of trickling in. Uh, I just got <laughs> Dave Fabry, just got Doug Beck, you know, yes. um, on, which is awesome. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where we are at the cusp of technology with our patients, right? And so we've got to keep up with this stuff. And so the way that I use it is I do go into rooms that I am interested in, um, whether it's social media, whether it's networking, whether it it is um, breakfast with champions, you know, and having the confidence to know that, you know, you're there just to learn. You don't have to put your input in. You can raise your hand. You can jump up on stage. Your friends might see you and pull you up on stage as well. And you know, do it. Just just get out there and do it. Get over that whole hump of, oh man, I'm not sure if I should be here. Yeah, you should be here. You've already arrived. You minus will go up there and then figure it out as you go. Um, that <laughs> is my philosophy in, in getting around Clubhouse. If there is maybe something that I can input in for audiology or maybe I can input in as um, in the medical field, then yeah, I'll raise my hand. If it's something that I want to um, talk about with women's empowerment, yep, I'll raise my hand. I'll say something, you know, and it's having that audio first, that audio only it's, it's very cool because it takes away, you know, on Instagram, everybody's like looking at you and checking all your pictures out and everything like that. And there's nothing to look at, but your face and your bio, and you can go out into Instagram and Twitter and check everything else out or, or direct message somebody. But having that audio, I was explaining it to somebody on, in a room You know, I love Twitter. I love Twitter because I was able to reach out to people that I would have never been able to reach out ever. And Clubhouse just upped the ante for me because having that voice with us, I think we can kind of tell by listening to somebody's voice, right, who they really are. Um, no matter if they say words or not, but their authenticity comes out with their message of what they're doing when they show up in the few seconds that they have to talk. And that just is like, wow, that person is really, really cool. I don't care if you're um, an entertainer. I don't care if you are Grant Cardone and you are own millions and millions of dollars. These people are showing up, dropping wisdom, sharing and helping each other out. And that is why I like the app, because you can filter through and you can kind of like swim your way through different rooms and peek in and um, leave when you want to, but being able to see how everybody has been so cohesive and collaborative um, and they connect really, really quick. uh, That's what's been so exciting with the way that I've been using Clubhouse.
0: Yeah, I think that's fascinating. And uh, I realize now what we need to do is we need to really explain this app because some people that are listening don't fully know it. But Natalie, I want to circle back after Angela's had a a chance to explain the app because she knows it best and talk about how she's used it because you made a couple points there that I really, really want to expand upon. But before I do that, Angela, why don't you share exactly what this app is and how you've been using it? Because I think you really might be the biggest power user of like anyone I know.
2: That's awesome. Okay, so let's look back at this from a larger perspective. It's almost being it's almost like being on an airplane with super cool people. All right. So you go, you we've all had this experience where we're flying alone. We sit down and the person next to us is on fire. They not literally, (laughs) but like they have a lot of cool things to say and like you have a lot in common. And so you just get into this flow of conversation. That's really easy and you're adding on to each other. Well, here's the crazy thing. So Clubhouse is an audio only, um, it's like an audio chat room only app. So when you first join the app, you see a whole bunch of different rooms that are available. And it's almost like you're going to a conference and you're like, oh, I wanna go to this con. I wanna go into this room or that room. Mm -hmm. You click in and all you see are faces with names. On the very top part of the app, The people who, there are people who are on stage and they're quote unquote stage. um, And they're the ones who are able to speak. And then there are people who are just in the audience who can be brought up to speak. So if if we're thinking back on that airplane analogy that I just did, sometimes you're just talking to the person next to you because your room is so small, there's just two of you in it. (laughs) And sometimes you're on stage speaking to the entire plane all right, now, like Natalie kind of said a moment ago, you can actually leave the room, this would be awkward on a plane, just jump right out of a plane, get onto another plane, mid-flight, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and you can go see what is happening in other rooms. I've been in rooms with MC Hammer and Paris Hilton and like <laughs> their, and Grant Cardone um, and even a fake um, Tony Robbins yesterday. That was exciting. Um, But that's all right. Yeah. Does that give you a good sense, Dave?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. And so uh, I think, you know, with you in the way that you're using it, I think it's really fascinating where, you know, you can use this in so many different ways. And I think we'll talk about it. the different ways we can think of you know uh, as we should be thinking about this type of app and and what this app really represents which again like you both mentioned it's an audio first app where you can pull this app up it can be running in the background like it like natalie said you can be on instagram you know you can be bouncing around through different apps on your phone and you're basically still consuming this conversation that others are having you're just a fly on the wall or you can be brought up on stage and you're participating and so on and so forth so This idea that you're kind of passively consuming this app, I think is a really important point that ties into the broader point about hearing aids and how this can be used with hearing aids. But I really want to get into this idea of like as an industry, again, starting as professionals using it and how professionals can, you know, I think one of the big trends that I'm noticing that's really encouraging in the industry right now is that more like minded individuals are seeming to connect with one another, whether it be through Facebook, or it be through different social apps, it just seems to be that, you know, I'm really passionate about this particular facet of the industry. And now you're starting to find the other people that are really passionate about that. And I think this is what's really cool about this is, you know, for you, Angelo with APD. Um, I think that that's a very, you know, particular niche within the industry that there are probably, you know, multiple other hearing professionals out there that are really passionate about this too. And so this can be a really effective tool to not only identify who those other people are, but to have regular conversations and, you know, kind of like going off of the analogy of whether it be an airplane or it be a conference, you know, it's like, rather than having to wait that one conference that you're going to speak at every year, you could be doing this every single week. You know, you can make it so that this is a reoccurring thing. We're going to all get together and we're going to have a conversation about APD, or whatever it is that you feel passionate about, you want to kind of lead those discussions. So, talk about how you're envisioning this being used as a way to really, you know, kind of like move the ball forward with any given topic that you're really passionate about.
2: That's awesome. I'll take this one first, Natalie. So, Clubhouse is more about people than it is about product. All right. So, it's all about that interpersonal communication and i have big dreams and big goals for the awareness of auditory processing disorder and what clubhouse has allowed me to do is it's helped me find my voice it has also helped me connect with people i never would have spoken to in my life and suddenly here i'm able to broadcast my message to anyone who is wanting to listen to it and um I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do in order to monetize the platform platform but basically if you have something authentic to say and if you can do it in an elegant way you're gonna land right um and if you don't i mean i have heard people trying to sell on there and it just falls completely flat um natalie i'd be interested to hear your thoughts
1: yeah, absolutely. I love how you said it's about people and not product, because I totally, totally agree. And, you know, Dave, when you brought up manufacturers, you know, I was thinking same thing like that. Yeah, that would be really cool to show up and maybe have a room. And I was imagining the conference type of setting that you were saying where they could have it every week. Um you know, maybe audiologists will tune in, maybe other people, consumers would turn, would tune in as well. But as, as long as you are naming these rooms, which is what Angela said, or these airplanes, you know, or, you know, if you're at a conference and you're sticking your head in very clearly to make sure that that is the intention of what that room is going to be about, then I think you're okay. Where, you know, but I don't necessarily, I know, Angela, see, I want to hear what you have to say too, but I don't necessarily see manufacturers coming on here and doing um, like a manufacturer update. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could probably do it, you could do it, you know, but at the same time, and you could probably reach people outside of audiology that might kind of pop their head in. But at the same time, I think that's a little more product, like you were saying, than the people, right? Now, if a manufacturer, I was in a, I love this group, it's called Talk Nerdy to Me, okay? so I was in this group because they were saying something th- their title was so it's a club okay so so kind of defining a little bit more about clubhouse okay you can you can start a room on your own and then you invite people in you can have moderators that join you and and it's what angela said where you have got speakers on the top you've got people followed by the speakers kind of in the middle and then everybody else that kind of follows at the end uh at the bottom part of the page and then you can have a club well I think you can only Only have a club if you've hosted and moderated rooms for a while, and then you've got to actually apply and be approved, which takes about two to three weeks or so. Okay. Once you have a club though, you can, it's labeled as a club. You can follow clubs so that anytime this club actually has another topic, then you get pinged, you know, like, Oh, this club is talking about this. So the club talk nerdy to me, that's the club. And, um, the topic of that night was wearable tech. And of course, I was like, ooh, I'm all over this one. You know, like, I'm just going to sit and listen. So I joined in and I was listening. And okay, this is how much sometimes multitasking is actually In your favor, if you can do it. So I was listening, and they were talking, they were getting really close to hearing aids. (laughs) But there's no way that you can comment, unless you raise your hand and jump up on stage. But there is somewhat of an etiquette as well, right? So you've got to kind of enter in a room and you've got to feel out how are they running this room? Sometimes it's just moderators that are talking to each other and then they say, all right, we're opening up the hand raising for audience members to raise their hand to talk and then you enter in, right? Or sometimes they bring as many people up as they want to, you know, and then you have this discussion. But even if I'm brought up and I didn't start the room, I am still trying to be as considerate as possible, mute my mic when I get on that stage and not really talk unless called upon or if I have something really that I want to say. So I was kind of down in the audience and I was doing um, listening to that. And I was like, oh, man, they're getting so close to talking about wearable tech like I'm all over this. And I wasn't um, paying. I mean, like you said, I can have it in the background. So I was doing other things at the same time. And then I thought, you know what, that's super cool, but I don't really want to jump up on stage. So I think what I'm going to do since this woman actually tweets out what they're saying. So she's I've been in that room where they were dropping tech apps, you know, and she's tweeting Mm -hmm. out all the tech tech apps that people are bringing up on stage just to share or the hacks And so she was saying, I'm tweeting everything that we're saying. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump over to Twitter and I'll just answer her on this and just say, Hey, did you know that we also have hearing aids that, you know, have fall detection sensors with gyroscopes in it and blah, blah, blah. And I set it out. And then I kind of went back into the app and it was like, ping, she brought you up on stage. I was like, Oh crap. (laughs) I was like, I thought I just told her on Twitter like I thought that was enough, but she brought me up right away and I was like, oh, man. So every anytime somebody pings me on stage, if I'm available, which is most of the times because I'm tuning in anyway, I will jump up there. You know, I'm not going to dismiss it and say, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you just get up there and you just and you just say what you need to say. Um, be very respectful. But I did. So I jumped up there. I basically said the same thing I said in my tweet. And I didn't want to take up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she just pinged me back down to the audience, you know. And so if manufacturers come out, and they are the um, experts in something like that, like wearable tech, that would be awesome. Because what they're doing is instead of holding a room where, hey, look at all this cool technology that we're going to release. But if they were in a room that said, So in addition to this, these wearable texts and these futurists that are on here talking, did you know that we also have this? And that's all it is. And it's mostly just getting people to be aware of that. So that way, maybe whoever's listening in the audience can say, go back to their family member or their friend, right? And say, hey, I was just on this clubhouse thing. And did you know hearing aids do this right now? That's all the, the right. that you want, right? And so I feel like if manufacturers take that type of stance, it might be a little more um, accepted. I don't know. Angela, what do you think about that as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, okay, doubling back, talk nerdy to me is the most (laughs) amazing club, like you've got X in there. And she's, um, she works for Google, making sure that AI isn't being racist, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the moderator in that group, her name is Amanda Johnstone, like everyone's going to know about her. Um, She's going to be one of the best. She is one of the best moderators in all of clubhouse. Um, so, definitely recommend looking her up. Doug Beck and I will be speaking um, in a few weeks on how music and science intertwine on Clubhouse. So, really excited. We'll be speaking for Talk Nerdy to Me. I completely cool. agree with what you're saying, Natalie. That's the way that a manufacturer would do this, it would need to be elegant. I think they're going to either have industry experts. And these may not be reps, these are probably gonna be the people who are helping research and design because people wanna dig really deep. And then I actually think this is a way that, um, a way manufacturers could use it is utilizing influencers. So they're like, okay, you are gonna be able to get tickets to this room. They're talking about monetizing the rooms, closing them off and you have to pay to get in this is where it's going to happen is they're going to say, Whoa, that, you know, come listen to this. They've done like a lion King live this way through clubhouse where you had to have tickets crazy. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that?
0: Well, I got a lot of thoughts here. Um, first of all, after hearing you guys talk, I agree. I think that there's, Different audiences, right? So if you're talking, if if we're talking about the message that the manufacturer, so we you know we keep saying manufacturer hearing aid manufacturers, um, or hearable manufacturers for the consumer companies, um, you know their message is ultimately to it's to the end user, but there's a intermediary being the professional that's going to dispense these, right? So they're trying to talk to you. So I understand what you're saying, and maybe what it is is like. I I completely agree. It's probably going to be more around influencers and around experts. And so I think that, you know, where my mind's going here is there's like two avenues. So first of all, you got to educate and you got to really solicit the, um, that the professionals and the experts and the influencers right and so you have to find a way in in which you do that and that's probably where like you said you have the doug becks or the dave Faberies. you know i think the onus is on them to take this type of app and anybody that's you know in these leadership positions within these companies to be a mouthpiece for the company to say here's the new tech that we have not be salesy per se but be very information rich so that you as the professional can then, I mean, the the more that we talk about this, I think the sweet spot would be building a community with your patients to say, look, every month we're going to be doing a clubhouse where, you know, it's like talks with Dr. Dave, you know, where you come on and I'm going to tell you about everything that I've learned this past month about what's new and available to you. And we can have these live forums where if you're one of my patients, this could be another value add to being one of my patients is that you get to be a part of this community where we talk as a group about, you know, whatever it might be. So I think there's a huge community play here that could be really interesting about, you know, again, the way that that funnels back up to the top is that I think you have to have, you know, there has to be a concerted effort by any company that's looking to push their product through here it can't be done by just like the traditional, you know, uh, you know, features and benefits of a product, you know, it's got 16 hour battery life or whatever. It's got to be way more like talking as a conversation and saying like, here's the really valuable things that go along with this device. And then that trickles down into, okay, you know, you have all of the influential people that are actually dispensing or selling this product. And then they can form those, communities and those discussions around this so that's where my head's going here is that this could be a tremendous opportunity for any type of practice out there like natalie's nodding her head i can totally see you making this a part of the community aspect to this and and you know focusing a clubhouse type you know reoccurring conversation that everybody can be a part of if you're my patient these are going to be the kinds of things that you get to discuss and and even more importantly you get to be a part of the conversation too.
2: I'm going to just interject and say that the one product feature that everyone's going to care about is battery life.
0: Right. <laughs> yes, right. I don't
2: know about you, Natalie, but my phone has been struggling. I have two sets of AirPods, thank goodness, <laughs> yeah. um, because I have to switch those out. Yeah. Um, Natalie, I'd love to hear what you have to think too.
1: Yeah, I, you're funny because I actually have a case that has a charger on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. so I'm not going to have that problem. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. And I, I just wanted to make a point that, you know, when you look at what Angela, how she introduced herself, right? And everybody knows Angela as like the APD guru, the one who is passionate about really making this awareness come out. You know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs in audiology, but what I would suggest is to start thinking even slightly outside of the box. So you heard Angela, she, yes, APD, you know, she's got a support group, um, you know, a a course, right? And she's got the institute where she teaches master classes. And so you're thinking, okay, well, Angela, is going to pop up on Clubhouse and it's going to say APD or auditory processing or processing or something, right? No, she is going just slightly outside of the box and saying, we're going to talk about the music and your brain and how it relates to science, right? Right. So who is she going to, who is she actually going to be speaking to? Well, people that are coming through, that are going to scroll through those rooms. are going to be like, what music in the brain. I'm a musician. I'm going to join in that group. Right. Or, you know, I'm a teacher. I I actually want to hear about what that's going to be or wait, music in the brain? I'm kind of a doctor, you know, even though I'm not an audiologist, I kind of want to hear what, what's going on. Um, So, you know, it's, it's how you title your room and just thinking slightly outside of the box where you're going to have that conversation. But you can always add audiology into it, right? And so as audiologists are coming onto this platform, I really want you guys to challenge yourself to things just slightly outside of the box to open up this view for people of audiology that we're going to, we're going to really, I mean, audiologists are type A, I'm just so sorry, but you know what? And we have so much FOMO that we're going to get on there and rule the waves there in our own little (sighs) private group, you know, but at the same time, we don't want to be there to be a private group. We want to be there because we want to make sure people understand what we do. Okay. I was in a group with Justin Guarini yesterday. I think somebody pulled me up. I joined a group. Somebody pulled me up on stage. I ended up being a moderator and he actually was the one that went through everything and um, made everybody introduce themselves. And for some reason, you know, sometimes I don't start off with I'm an audiologist. Sometimes I start off with I'm a business owner. This is what I do. And then I'm like, oh, and, I'm, and if audiology comes up, great. For some reason, I don't know why. I just said, well, I'm an audiologist. And, you know, I, I said what, what I did. And then I talked about some other businesses and he immediately said oh my gosh i bow down to you because you guys are the ones i'm a vocalist i'm a musician you guys are the ones that are helping us you know hear better you know if it's an ear nose and throat physician you know with our vocal cords things like that and so it was crazy but i was like what you know <laughs> and and i don't it's one of those things where you can you can kind of enter in to adding audiology into how you look at how you're going to get out on social media. But at the same time, it's really not necessarily about that. You really want to, if you're gonna get on Clubhouse and we are audiologists, I get that, but you've gotta be able to look broadly enough to have conversations, to pull in people like musicians or you know other physicians to spread the awareness, other tech people to spread the awareness of what we do. And this is going to be, I can see that this is, could be a, a really big platform for us to really get out there and get people like, you know, knowing about what an audiologist does. So that's my two cents on that.
0: Yeah. The, I want to go all the way back to the beginning to what you said about how you went to that auto conference and i think that's actually really representative of this app where you know if you just know what you know then you know you don't know what you don't know so um i think it's extremely important for you know any professional that is looking to grow to really put yourself out there and go into a space that's completely unrelated to what you're doing like a car conference right because Chances are they're probably doing things that are translatable into your industry, into your experience, but that they're thinking totally differently. And that's what I love about, really, that's what I fell in love with Twitter about. And that's why I think Clubhouse is really promising too, is that it exposes you to different ways of thinking. And I think that that is a really important concept and a premise that people should be looking at and thinking, okay, what are some of these other industry people doing that there are some parallels, but more or less, I'm just trying to understand how they're trying to grow their personal brand or grow their business. And I guarantee there's going to be actionable things that you can walk away from that you're just not really hearing in your space because it's, it's a novel concept to this space.
2: Absolutely. I completely agree. And I also have to say that um, it's really amazing To also just be in there to listen. Like I pick groups of people who don't look like me. And I happened my first week on Clubhouse, um, January 6th happened. And I went into a room that was American, but Americans that didn't look like me. And I listened for five hours without saying a thing. And when would I get the opportunity to do that? Right. and to actually hear life from another perspective. And I mean, I think what we're taking away from this on this episode where we're talking is it's important to speak, but it's equally important to listen.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, I think that, you know, the other aspect of this that's, I think, really um, intriguing is just how raw it is, right? Like you said, where you you hop in a room on a day that's, you know, a tragic day, and then you're in a room full of people that are sharing their life experiences and all of like, how else would you ever facilitate that experience? You know, you'd have to be truly a fly in the wall. It's just, it's novel. Like we've never really had this before. And so I think there's a ton of potential around empathy and thinking differently about the way that these types of experiences are for other people. And I guess this is probably a good segue into patience um, because we're talking about a group of people that are wearing a device that is a portal to this type of app. And I say this type of app because this is one of many. I mean, one of the things that I get so excited about with my podcast and my blog is the idea that there's a legitimate audio internet that is being built right now there's all kinds of different use cases and applications that are legitimately being built for our ears and there's no screen there's i mean there is a screen as an additive type thing but it's not necessary and so i keep thinking i'm like this industry and the patients that are that populate it are are sort of this secondary byproduct that gets to benefit from a lot of this stuff i mean you know, you look at the average number of hearing aids that are sold in a given year, it's about a hundredth of the amount of AirPods that are sold in a year, right? So the consumer market is gigantic. The consumer market is the reason why Clubhouse is even being built because there's an assumption now that there are hundreds of millions of people walking around with AirPods and the like in their ears. But oh, by the way, if you have hearing aids, you can take advantage of it all the, all the same. And so I keep thinking like, This is a really interesting new aspect to the product offering and and to the overall patient experience that I really think is important that needs to be more of the conversation is to, I think there's a real opportunity for professionals to make their patients aware that these kinds of things exist. And, And in the same way that you show them, look, amplification is going to improve your quality of life for X, Y, and Z. Every professional by and large is really good at that aspect of the conversation. But I think there are new facets here that are equally interesting to a lot of people. I mean, if you tell somebody, you walk them through a lot of the different things that we've talked about today, there are things that in there that are really compelling to certain people that they might find really, really interesting. And I think it needs to be mentioned that a lot of these people might not be exposed to those for a year, two years, maybe ever to these kinds of things. So I think that this is another opportunity that the professionals have is to not necessarily say like, okay, we're going to download Clubhouse, but just have it be part of the conversation, have podcasts and audiobooks and all the different things that you can do with your hearing aids today. Have that be a little bit more front and center, because I think you're just doing yourself a disservice if you just ignore them and, and, and assume that they'll understand these things on their own.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm also concerned as well. So I'm excited because remember when Tunity TV came out and everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. Yes. Thing? And I still talk about it, right? But, you know, we all know that when you're wearing hearing aids or when you have a hearing loss, like I've sent invites to somebody and I was like, oh man, he's got a severe loss. I'm like, I'm not too sure Yes. he's going to be able to follow as quickly without the visual aspect. So that's the part that makes me concerned, um, as well as I know that even with our masks, they, there were mask programs that came out for hearing, right? And hearing aids. So, you know, I'm hoping down the line, and I don't know if this is something where one tech company has to get together with Clubhouse or whatever it is. You know, I'm hoping somewhere down the line, there might be some sort of um, audio streaming, you know, program or profile that they could have for Clubhouse that would maximize hearing. I mean, we know Larry Guterman, right? Who invented um, this this um,
0: Sonic Club. This
1: app. Yeah, where you can do a hearing test and then it makes a hearing profile for you. So maybe it's something where they get introduced to help our patients a little bit better, right? Maybe there's some sort of algorithm that, that you know, tech companies can work on or manufacturers might even be something that they want to jump on to maximize this platform. Because this platform is optimized where you don't have to use headphones and you would, in fact, you shouldn't, or a microphone. Because it makes you sound weird. I mean, you know, and so they've optimized the platform where you actually do not need a microphone. And I'm pretty sure, Angela, if I'm correct, even headphones, like you can tell. Well, actually, no, headphones, not it's the microphone. It's a it's a headphone with the microphone. You can have your AirPods on and be fine, um, which would mean the hearing aids. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, I'm super excited to be able to add that into, hey, you know, download this podcast or listen to this podcast or your books on tape or here, let's pull that up. But the two things that I see is that it's very exclusive right now, which they're opening it up, but it's made for iPhone and you've got to be sort of invited and sign up. And we're seeing that in our professional world as well, um, trying to get as many of people in as possible. And then the hearing profiles for people who maybe the hearing aid itself doesn't have that um, streaming algorithm or that profile that is optimized for them to hear the best. So those are the two concerns that I have down the line and looking ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I I think that the broader trajectory is what I'm interested in, because you're right, there's obviously limitations. And I don't mean this to be something where it's like, tomorrow, you should, you know, it's like, I think that this is indicative of a bigger trend, right? I I do. I think this is part of um, a migration toward that the internet is undergoing in a broad capacity toward our ears. And, um, and so I think that What's exciting about that is, again, I think that it is inclusive. I think there is work that needs to be done. Like, let's just look at transcription, right, and in, in captioning. Just this year alone, we we went from having uh, all of these, you know, uh, Google Meet and Microsoft Teams and all that, you had to pay in order to have live transcription. Now it's free, right? So in one year's time, we've gone from everything other than Zoom has like live transcription and live captioning there's going to be limitations. There's going to be a lot of opportunity. I'm glad that you mentioned Sonic Cloud because I do think that as I've talked to Larry before about like this idea of having a digital hearing aid for streaming is really intriguing. Being able to, for all of the audio that comes out of your phone to be able to have a algorithm that will, you know, basically that sound runs through and it's tailored to your hearing loss. Very, very intriguing. So um, that all of that's to say I, fully agree with you, Natalie. I think that there is limitations to it today, but I do think that as time goes on, um, I think that the more marginalized groups like people with hearing loss, there will be solutions that are layered on top of this um, in a digital environment. So I'm hoping that there are not like insurmountable limitations. I hope that this is a very inclusive and accessible type technology. That's what gives me a lot of hope is that a lot of things that are very like digital tend to be. Um, So anyway, that's my thoughts there. Angela, what what do you think? Do you have any thoughts on this?
2: Well, I'm trying to do everything with intention. And so part Mm -hmm. of me was thinking, what am I doing on this app where people who are going to be on the app are not going to have listening problems in general? They are not going to be people who have auditory processing issues because it would be so frustrating. So I'm not talking to those end users. I'm talking to professionals. I'm cross-pollinating I'm trying to learn things from other perspectives, but this is the one thing we haven't talked about yet that I think is the, one of the most important keys about Clubhouse, and that's building your team. Mm. On Clubhouse, you can find people like Natalie, who are social media experts, but aren't as busy with all their own stuff to do. Um, You can find people who want to interview you on their podcast you can find people who know how to take your youtube from zero to hero so for me i'm there to build my team i'm there to spread awareness and i'm there to take in amazing information that i would never have learned otherwise let's be honest with you audiobooks from 2019 are not as relevant in 2021 and what you are learning in clubhouse is immediately relevant.
0: Very, very interesting. Well, as we sort of wrap up here, I think this has been very informative. I mean, like I said, at the top of the before we even started recording you two know this space better than just about anybody I know in the industry. I've learned a lot from you 2 I'm actually already thinking differently than how I was when I came into the conversation. So um, it's going to be a, a, an evolving thing. I think, I think it's really exciting. Um because whether it's Clubhouse or it's something down along, I think it's kind of hitting a chord right now with this is new, this is novel, and there's some really interesting aspects to this. So as we wrap, closing thoughts on Clubhouse and what this kind of application represents to not only the future of the professional, but the future of, you know, networking, team building, and the overall patient experience.
1: Yeah. Um, I love what Angela said, because it is so true. You are getting information real time from people who are doing it right now, and they're willing to share. So I'd like to leave with a couple of tips for people who are actually going to be jumping on Clubhouse. Number one, make sure that when you get on, okay, this is super important. Use your real name because you do not have a chance to change it. You have like one chance to make an alias and that's about it. So don't, you know, you can grab your handle, but make sure that you sign up with your real name. So if you decide that it's, you know, Natalie Phillips, Dr. Natalie Phillips, whatever it is, you know, stick with that. And then um, make sure your bio is really eye-catching. So use emojis, use lines to separate. You really want people to be able to see what you do and make sure the first two two lines are like the best eye-catching because when you, when somebody goes to look at your profile while you're in a room, they'll initially just see the first two lines and then make the next decision to look at your full profile. So you want to make sure your first two lines are probably the most eye-catching to get them in. And then when you jump into a room, do not freak out your mic is not on. (laughs) So I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there because I remember joining and I was like, everybody be quiet in my house. You know, I'm getting on. And I'm like, wait, I don't even think I'm on. So your mic is not live until you get pulled up to the stage and then immediately turn it off so that you're just, you know, respectful. So do not worry when you jump into a room, you're just listening, like Angela said, and you can pop in and out if you want to. But just, I just wanted to leave that with people that when you jump into a room, do not worry because your mic is not live.
0: And Angela?
2: And also to add to that, as soon as you are brought up on stage, your mic is hot. So do not flush the toilet If i'm totally honest with you, Um, so we haven't really said the words yet but clubhouse is still in beta it's still being trialed but what we're already seeing with user engagement is that this is going to go off. So we are at the beginning of what they call the S curve and it hasn't gone viral yet, Um, and I would like to personally thank natalie phillips for talking to me about this before this has taken off. You have given me a really important seat at a very influential table, and I will always be grateful to you for that. And thanks, Dave Kemp, for having us on to talk about this further.
0: Absolutely. Well, no, this has been such a great conversation. You two are really uh, grabbing the bull by the horns and just running wild with this. And I agree. I think that this is uh, the, the start of something big. From everything I can tell, um, The people that are really, uh, I think, understanding the potential here are they're really adamant that this is going to be a big deal and i'm starting to see it too so if nothing else i hope this conversation was informative and, and somewhat educational for um other professionals to be thinking about this as just another aspect to uh you know all the different things that we talked about today whether it be the way that you can find like-minded professionals or the way that you can um yeah you know talk to you know people in any walk of life. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of fascinating things about it. So before we hop, um, why don't you two share your handles for Clubhouse so that we can find you on there?
1: Awesome. So mine is just Dr. N for Natalie Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.
0: Perfect. And Angela?
1: And I'm
2: at APD support, A is in Apple, P as in Paul, D as in Delta. Um, APD support.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you two so much. Thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end, and we will chat with you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll chat with you next time.